Hello, welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole, and I am, as always, thrilled to be with you today. I'm back. <laughs> you can see I'm back at home. I have left the beach. It was hard to do. As many of you know, my family and I spent the past few weeks, about half of the summer, in a lovely community by the beach. And it was such a blessing to be able to put our feet in the sand, to be able to work and then take little breaks uh, in a space that was refreshing, exhilarating, and um, safe. And so we were incredibly grateful for that. And now we are back and we are re-immersing ourselves in our daily life in our regular location. And a constant is being with you. I'm grateful for that. I hope you are too. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I think many of us think about, at least in some way or another. It's sort of life and death and birth. And why am I talking about that? Well, a number of reasons. We are living in the era of COVID, which we know means many of us, if not all of us, are literally thinking of life and death. We have all lost someone, whether it's someone very close to us or someone peripheral. We have had people survive, and that's the saving grace that actually more people survive than not. And that's something for us to hold on to, life. We know that the cycle of life includes life, death, birth, and death. And this concept, both literal concept of birth and figurative and spiritual concept of birth is something I wanted us to explore a little bit today. And my reason is that my niece, Corey Morgan, is having a baby probably today. Today! <laughs> we hope so. You know, babies come when they are ready. But we believe that her little angel is coming today and she will be the first great-grandbaby in our family. My mother is 90. For her to be able to welcome a great-grandbaby into the world is something that makes us thrilled, just the idea of it. I'm reminded that when my mother's mother, my grandmother Carrie, for whom my daughter is named, when she was 100 years old, and she lived to be 101, when she was 100 years old, my cousin, Michael, in Pittsburgh, had a son. I think it was his son. And a friend of mine, a photographer named Mark Ferry, was doing this creative project. And I told him about my grandmother and um, my nephew. And he photographed the two of them. And it was called A Hundred Years Apart. It was just beautiful. Life, birth, death, it's all part of the fabric of who we are. You know, people come and go. They often make a tremendous imprint on our lives and on the lives of others. We have the opportunity to make a tremendous imprint on 
our world, the our birth, literally our birth, comes with the potential for us to bring so much goodness into the world. And when we see those little angels when they're first born, they're so, so tiny. And I think that when we, when we see them at the beginning of life, we realize both how fragile they are, they're so tiny, but also how much possibility, how much potential lives within those tiny little beings. If they're nurtured well, if they're guided well, if they're uh, taking care of so that their bodies can be strong, their minds and spirits can be strong. For those of us who have been blessed to either give birth to children or care for children, we know they, they need us so much and they need our awareness in order to be able to have the best life possible for them. The adults who are helping to shepherd them, who have the blessing of being able to shepherd them through the world, have the responsibility to help them to cultivate the tools and talents that they need in order to survive and thrive. We, we know that and we think about that as parents and caregivers, especially when they're small at birth. In those delicate moments, days, month, weeks, months, and first couple of years when they really can't do anything without us. And then as they get older and are looking to establish their independence, there's often that tug of war that exists because there's another stage of birth, the birth of independence, the birth of the child beginning to govern him or herself and to make independent choices and to determine how what happens based upon choice and what are the repercussions, what, what doors open, what doors close. The birth of independence is very important. And for some parents, it's hard to allow their children to do that. My daughter's 16. She's right in the midst of the emergence of her independence. And what's been very challenging has been COVID. Prior to COVID, because she's a responsible young lady, we allowed her to go out and meet her friends and, you know, with supervision to have quite a bit of freedom. And COVID shut that down for a lot of reasons, for health reasons, you know, health be, wanting to be spared from COVID, but also because with that pandemic came the economic pandemic. And I'm not sure what you guys see when you go outside, but now that we're home, what we see is, is heartbreaking. There's so many homeless people, so many mentally challenged people wandering the streets. And we felt it best to be with her as she moves through space right through here. So that push and pull of independence based upon circumstance is very interesting in the evolution of a young person. And then what about us, those of us who aren't quite so young, but we are still dreamers. We are still believing that there are meaningful contributions that we can make to our world right now. What about us? I believe that if we can look at those dreams that exist within us and welcome them forth, you know, invite them to emerge, invite them to be born into our world, then what happens? 
then we have an opportunity to examine them, to study them, and to decide if we want to cultivate them. I find that such an exciting proposition because I know, even for people who say they don't have dreams, I don't believe them. I, I just don't believe it. I believe that we all have dreams. We don't always recognize that they are there, but I believe that every single one of us has something living within us, within our spirit, that is worthy of consideration. Some great idea, some gem of wisdom that can help guide our steps and perhaps can help guide other steps. And so if we think of that gem of wisdom inside of us as something that we can birth, something that we can manifest, then we can look at it with a little bit more tenderness. And, and let's look at the birth process for human beings. It's about 40 weeks, about nine months of gestation where that human being is growing and expanding and becoming whatever he or she will be when emerging from the womb into the world. So we know that that's what happens in the human birth cycle, right? What about the idea birth cycle, the creativity birth cycle? What about that? I will certainly agree that most of us do not have a fully formed dream that can just boom, manifest right now and become the greatest thing ever. Some of us may have it fully formed, but most of us need to need that maturation period. Perhaps it's nine months, perhaps it's 40 weeks, right? Imagine if we give ourselves a timeline, a 40 week timeline to bring something into being. Do you like that idea? I like the idea of deadlines because it gives us something to work for, gives us markers that we can pay attention to. And why that matters, it, I wonder, let me ask you, have you ever had an idea that you thought was so important? It could have been something to take care of yourself, which many people are talking about, that idea to get up and move your body and eat better and exercise and eat well and make your body healthier. How many of you have had that idea? I got my hand up. How many of you have given yourself a timeline for that idea and have been working toward it? How many hands are up now? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. You could write, write in the chat box. How many of you have been disciplined about your health regimen during COVID? If you have, and write in that chat box and tell me. Have you done it? Have you been disciplined about that? I venture to say it's 50-50 or less of people who have been disciplined, partly because we've been at home and, and it's not as easy to uh, move if you're, if you're in your house. And I don't even know if that's true, but what I'll say is many people think that they're sitting in front of Zoom like or some kind of video conferencing like we're doing now. For people who are able to work, we have been working like crazy 
And if you went to the gym, the gym has been closed. It just opened in New York. Uh, I walk in the park. I was walking on the beach. But how many of you have been disciplined about it? I think when you write it down and you check it off and you have goals, then it's easier to be disciplined. So that's about the physical body, which is really important. Now, what about your ideas? What about those creative urges within you that have been talking to you, that have been waking you up at night, that in the middle of the day you go, all right, I was supposed to do that. What about those dreams? This is why I want you to write them down. Write down what is stirring within you. Capture it. Write it down and then pay attention to it. Is this dream worth manifesting? Is it worth maturing over that 40-week cycle? I think that it could be a fascinating thing for us to give ourselves 40 weeks to develop an idea. It could feel like a really long time. Look, if we're blessed to live through these 40 weeks with health, with good intentions, then what happens? Why not try it? I want us to take that challenge, the 40-week challenge. What happens if you start today on this day, capture an idea, could be an idea you're already working on, could be something that you feel you, that, that you need to meditate in order to find. It could be something that you put on the back burner and it's time to put it on the front burner. Whatever it is, pick something that stirs your soul, write it down and commit to paying attention to it for 40 weeks. Do you think you can do that? I think it's a great idea. And watching my niece during her pregnancy really makes me see, like when you're pregnant, and I was pregnant a long time ago with my 16-year-old, when you're pregnant, you have no choice but to pay attention every day because there's a being growing within you. So let's translate that into paying attention to your dream every day. Remember my mantra on this, at least one hour per day, every day, including the weekends. If you devote one hour every day to your dream for 40 weeks, what's going to happen? I promise you something's going to happen. If you are committed to it, you will have cultivated something. It may be that the idea you start out with today manifest as something important and transformational for your life. It could be important and transformational for someone else's life. It may be that your idea uh, matures and kind of transforms into something else. There's nothing wrong with that. And oh, there's some great notes here that so I just want to mention this one. It's good to have accountability partners, Jacqueline Thornton says, to help keep you on track with goals and dreams. I totally agree with that. Accountability partners are incredibly helpful. If you have a friend, a loved one who is responsible and has a, a dream and a goal too, you all can agree together. We're gonna check in. Now maybe you check in once a week. You have the responsibility of doing something every day. But you and your accountability partner, maybe you check in once a week, how's it going? You need a little motivation? 
oh, do you have an idea? If you have an idea and I know, here's someone I know or a, a resource that I'm aware of that might be able to help you get to the next level. Here's my friend Epperson saying, we can do this. We can. We can do this. And when we cheerlead with each other, it makes it easier for us to get to the goal. Now, I want to say to you, along with whoever you choose as an accountability partner, I want to ask you to include on Facebook or my Facebook page. Keep me updated. Let me know what you're doing. And perhaps I can be supportive too. We can be supportive of each other. It makes such a huge difference. You know, I talk to people all the time uh, who, because I've said I've had, I say I've had 39 lives. I've done so many things in my life for which I'm incredibly grateful. But when I start talking about these things, sometimes I see people go, well, you know, especially if I'm the speaker at an event, people make the mistake of believing that the speaker, in this case, that I am different from them because there've been a number of accomplishments. And I want to let you know that I don't believe that's true for a second. I don't think we're different from each other. What could be different is the action that I have taken, perhaps maybe different from the action that some of you may have taken. I say some, because I know there's some people on this broadcast right now with me who are very active. So I'm, I'm not putting myself in a category different from anyone else. What I'm addressing is action. What my friend Sekou talks about is doing. When you do what is on your list, you don't just make the list, but you check it off. When you do what is on your list and you, you rise above the challenges and say, I am going to complete this action, even if I'm tired, even if I don't feel like it, even if I'm stressed, even if I'm distracted, I'm going to keep coming back to the goal and complete it. That's what my parents taught me that you have to do to be successful. That is the, what I hold as a measure to keep at it, keep at it, don't give up. You have a down day, you get back up and work on it again. My mother always has said to us to claim the positive, to say the positive out loud, to count your blessings and say it out loud. And when you do that and you, you talk about your intentions and where you're headed, then others often come into alignment with you because they see what your goals are. They hear them. They see and feel your enthusiasm and they want to support. Enthusiasm is contagious. And so this notion of birth, the birth of your greatness is what we're talking about. I started talking about my niece who's literally having a baby probably today, you know, how long does labor take? In the next day or so. That maturation process has been about 40 weeks. What can you do in 40 weeks for yourself, for your creativity? The birth of something within you that you want to bring into this world. What is it? First, you have to access it, and then you have to activate it. And by the way, that is what Dream Leapers is all about. My project, Dream Leapers, is an educational platform designed to help people access and activate their dreams. That's what we do. And I'm saying to you right now, 
Here's a way to do it. You can meditate, quietly listen to that voice inside, invite the voice inside to speak to you. And I'm not talking airy-fairy. For those of you who have meditated with me, you know. Be still, listen to the voice, do your three cleansing breaths, just listen. What is the voice telling you? Write it down. Cultivate it. Every day, one hour a day, every week for 40 weeks. Uh, Epperson says, do a little more today than you did yesterday. I, and, and, and Mel, Melendez says, trying to exercise every day for 40 weeks. Yes, 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 yes. I can't read all of your comments, but I want to say to you, we can become our best selves with discipline. We can bring forth our greatness with discipline, with discipline and focus. We can birth our greatness and offer it to the world with discipline and stick-to-itiveness. Isn't our world worth it? I think of my 90-year-old mother and the baby who's coming, and we cannot wait for them to meet, even if the first meeting is with FaceTime. Thank God for technology. For those lives to connect is so precious. And I wanna say that the life of creativity that's inside of each of us that we can bring forth, that we can give birth to, is worth doing, is worth identifying, nurturing, and bringing to fruition. And again, it could be something as simple and basic and important as taking care of the vessel, because we all need to be doing that. How can we care for the vessel? Every day for 40 weeks, I'm in with you on that, doing something to care for the vessel. And then, that could be enough, by the way, but it could also be what creative effort am I working on? Have I worked on? Does my being tell me I need to work on? That I can focus on every day, at least an hour a day for the next 40 weeks. Will you think about it? Will you really sit with this and, and think about what it should be? You know, this time that we're in now, while it's not the beginning of the year, for any of us with children, it is the beginning of the year because it's the beginning of the school year. So we think of this as a new beginning, uh, September. Let us think about this as a new beginning for our creativity, for us to get back into alignment with the best that we can be, for us to offer gratitude for everything that's happened up to this moment, for us to be alive and aware and connected and willing to find the greatness inside and bring it forth. And then let's do the work. Let's all be the difference that we have seen in others that we admire. Let's do it. You ready? I'm ready. I'm making two commitments. I'm committing to some element of fitness for my physical being every day for 40 weeks. Movement, nutrition, rest. How can I take care of the vessel better every day 
for 40 weeks. I also have a couple of projects that need to emerge. And I'm going to decide which one and focus on one. And I say that to you because, especially if you consider yourself a creative person, if five ideas come up, that I find to be dangerous. You can only really cultivate one thing at a time. I would recommend choosing one of the five or three or 10 or however many it is. Choose one and decide that you're going to cultivate that. Now, it could be that you get it to maturation before 40 weeks and then you can add another. But I'd like to caution all of us. uh, Let's not do too many things at once because then we can lose the, the focus of the energy to keep us motivated to move forth. And so what are we doing? We're birthing our greatness. We're nurturing the greatness within so that we can have it manifest just as a child who grows within manifests over time, 40 weeks, okay? We're gonna we're gonna note we're gonna note this and pay attention to it. We're gonna mark it on our calendars, and we're gonna check in with each other. I look forward to this process with you of holding each other accountable for our greatness. So until next time, thank you so much for being with me. Let's leap into this fall season with full focus and commitment to our greatness. Until we meet again, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.